0: Welcome to Episode 7 of The Untouchables featuring The Sopranos. The Untouchables is a Catch-22 production, and we are looking at each episode of The Sopranos in succession. And today, we are on Season 1, Episode 7, originally aired February 21st, 1999. title of the episode is Down Neck. Down Neck is a nickname for the Ironbound neighborhood in Newark, New Jersey, where Tony grew up. It has something to do with the curve in the Passaic River looking like a neck up against that part of Newark. Quick synopsis of what we're looking at today. AJ's problems at school bring back memories of Tony's own childhood. And Livia finds out Tony's secret. Now, last week we had episode six. That was the longest synopsis. This is the shortest one. Not a lot goes on in this episode um, that kind that moves the plot along. Like in the college episode, where really the only plot movement was Carmella finding out that Melfi was a woman. This episode, while it explores Tony in ways we haven't really explored him before, the only po- plot revelation is that Livia finds out Melfi exists. Um, there's really not a lot of mob action going on in this episode, it's it's a look at Tony, a look at what kind of uh, motivates him and maybe what made him the man he is uh, now that we, we see him. It's a tense episode because there's a lot of concerns about AJ and that hangs over any interaction between Tony and Carm. It's an episode about fathers and sons. Uh, Tony's effort to pass along like the good stuff to his son but protect him from the bad stuff. It's a different, it's a kind of a contrast between last episode and this. Last episode, Tony's having some issues, and Junior and Hesh are seen as father figures to Tony, and he's not able to really express himself. He has to maintain this, um, this image, this demeanor. He's got to be, you know, he's got to be a tough guy. He's got to be, he can't go crying with problems to these guys who look to him for leadership or look to him, look to him for help within his, within this business here. Um, he wondered, like, if Johnny Boy Soprano was still around, would he be able to confide in him, or would he have the same hang-ups that he's kind of having with with AJ? And that, you know, it, the end there is Tony and AJ making their Sundays together, um, and it's really a nice father son moment. And I mentioned this before, but anything kind of sweet or, uh, or pleasant with uh, Gandolfini acting it, it adds a little bit more uh, meaning to it. Um. Then, then maybe did originally, but uh, that ending is su- it's such a nice, such a nice ending. But so in the previous um, scene, Melfi and Tony are talking, and Tony's saying he wants to protect AJ from all this bad shit, and Tony's saying he could do anything he wants, anything but this. And Melfi says, "Have you communicated that?" So here, Tony and AJ have a quick conversation about the punishment. They don't address, like, the behavior at all. They don't talk about what AJ's doing. They're just talking about him being punished. And then Tony goes right into the other room, and he's making ice cream sundaes for him, uh, in which earlier in the episode, Johnny Boy Soprano comes out of, gets out of jail after being arrested, you know, for uh, for uh, violating his parole. Comes home, what's he do? He brings ice cream. Kind of, <laughs> that's his way of... of uh, glossing over every, any kind of problems they might be having. So uh we also have Olivia Tony showed on another another one there was one earlier in the season when she's uh when he's trying to get her to go to uh, this retirement community and this one uh again as Olivia gets fed this secret from AJ unknowingly obviously AJ has no idea what it would mean for him uh for Tony and for Olivia and their relationship Olivia sits on the secret uh and she dangles a little bit in front of Tony um, tells him he has problems, he should see a psychiatrist. Again, I want to say one thing here. This is all because Tony put her in a retirement community. So she's fucking with him from behind the scenes. And this is kind of how it's escalating. And, of course, she heard from AJ that he's seeing this psychiatrist, and she made it all about her, naturally. It's all about her. Um, I gave my children my life on a silver platter. Of course, you goes to psychiatrist to complain about his mother. Uh, and meanwhile he's finding things out he's remembering things from his childhood like the whole thing with Johnny and the neighbor Rocco Altore who um who's now a billionaire according to Livia and maybe Johnny missed his chance to get to get out and get the family out and make, maybe set Tony on a different path um and that's a, this is one of the first times we're seeing Tony explore the notion uh he says selling furniture patio in San Diego and that, of course seems crazy this guy's gangster we know you know what he is and it seems crazy to think he, he might have had a different path but it, this isn't the last time we're going to explore that idea this is kind of the tip of the iceberg for the whole Kevin Finerty thing um, exploring life had he not been born to Johnny Olivia or if Johnny Olivia had taken different um, action or raised him differently uh, and then Tony, t- and I, Tony mentions Irina to Dr. Melfi for the first time as this is a week after Tony's been um, shut down by Dr. Melfi. She wants nothing to do with him romantically, we know. And Tony brings up Irina. She's Russian. She's 24. And then she asks, you know, know, why tell me now? And Tony kind of just mocks her a little bit. How old are you again? You know, this and that. And uh, there's really nothing to it except to make her jealous. And she doesn't bite, of course, because she's not... Jealous, going to be jealous of this. She's not the, the jealous type, I guess. Especially if not somebody she's romantically interested in, or she's not romantically interested in. Um, but it just it goes back to the whole theme of everything revolves around the Sopranos, right? Livia here, she's going to psychiatry. Doesn't worry about her son. It's about her. Tony gets rejected. It's about him, and he's got to do something to kind of take a shot back at her. So I guess. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree and uh, like mother, like son. Um, which is an argument that, you know, Tony and Carmela have earlier in the episode, you know, where AJ's the fuck up here. AJ's had a problem at school, right? And then, you know, he says, well, what about daddy's little girl? You know, this and that. Well, if if he's so bad, how come she's so good, right? Where's the blame here? Well, now we see, look. At least with this case, with Livia and Tony, very selfish people. They look at everything. Everything only comes from their point of view. Whatever they want is the only thing that matters. Everything that happens is because because of them, or for them, or against them. It's got nothing to do with the other person. It's a very self-centered way i look at things. And as much as livy and Tony butt heads, this is exactly what they have in common. All right, now it's time for some segments. Um, Like I said, last week we added a new segment. It's called The AJ Watch. We're trying to figure out exactly when the show turned on AJ. Look, AJ was, he's everybody's consensus, least favorite character. I don't see early on, to be honest with you. He's just a kid early on. And this is a rough episode for AJ because he spills this classified information to Olivia unwittingly. He's completely uh, oblivious to what he just did. And what he did he do at school? He screwed up a little bit. He drank a little wine. Maybe has ADD. Um, I, I don't. I, I'm not moving the needle on him. I don't like him any less. All right. Look, he's a 13-year-old kid. Um, t- Tony and Carmelo aren't really doing a great job at being his parents. Let's be honest here. Like, you know, they're they're the heroes of the show, obviously, but they're not being great parents there. They got to talk to AJ a little more about what he's doing. They can't just can't just punish him, get him ice cream, and that's it. So I feel bad for A.J. right here. Um, so I'm still on the positive side with him. Uh, next segment, what the fuck did he say? This is all the little, bit, little bits of Italian that maybe you, you heard and pick up on him. Uh Tony says he doesn't know what the world's coming to and he can't do a little Tarantella on the kids when they step over the line. Tarantella is just an Italian dance, and he wants to do it on their heads when they misbehave. Uh, Silvio, when he's talking about uh, dealing with they're, – they're having a little discussion in the back of the bada bing about parenting – and uh Sylvia Sogmahao's daughter, um, rarely seen daughter, uh, not to mention, um, complains about the bada bing. And uh he says fifteen hundred a week, and even that's not enough for the Prince of course, just means princess, um, who was upset about his his place of business objectifying women. Uh, when Chris in that same scene where Christopher steals some watches off a FedEx truck, call, Tony calls him a Mama Luke, that's just a foolish person when tony and carmela are arguing about aj and where he maybe got this uh um this predisposition to fuck up uh tony's kind of in on the defensive and he says what about your what about your uh your uncle Lenny? that old bots just means a crazy person when uh in the flashback when one of the flashbacks where johnny boy gets arrested somebody's uh somebody says bafangul uh somebody says go arrest the monyans Pafangu, means fuck. And amuunyan is a derogation for uh, African-American. Uh, Tony has a nickname for AJ. I uh, calls him Gagoots. Um, it comes from the word for zucchini in Italian, cocuza. But here it's just... What uh, what I found was like, looking it up, was it meant like a stupid person or silly person. He, Tony's using it as a term of endearment here for his son. You know what I mean? Like a goof. Um... And one, I don't, I couldn't find the exact definition of it, but when they're, they're arguing at the dinner table early on in the show, in the episode, uh, Uncle Junior asks Tony who he's yelling at. Livia says, what's going on? What, what happened? And Junior's like, he, he yells at me like I'm a miserable I think this just means a miserable person. I may have heard it a million times. I couldn't find anything to back it up when I was looking it up, but uh, a miserable person. Okay, we're going to look for some Godfather and Goodfellas. Um, influences in this episode when, uh, in, when in that same scene that dinner scene uh, Livia mentions Tony stealing the car and he could barely see over the steering wheel which was the beginning of Goodfellas when Henry Hill was parking Cadillacs here I am, this, this little kid I could barely see over the steering wheel and I'm parking Cadillacs so I think that was kind of uh, borrowing from Goodfellas as a tribute and then uh, later on when AJ and Tony are having a talk as they're as they're fixing a tire, AJ AJ asks about Uncle Jackie's funeral, and he sees the guys taking pictures and of the license plate and stuff. And because those are feds, like in Godfather One. All right, going to address uh, the critiques. As you know, uh, we've mentioned this before. The critique of The Sopranos was it was too violent. So actually, some people would say it wasn't violent enough. This is one of those not too violent. This is this is definitely an episode that was not violent enough for those people and we we'll look at gruesome versus glorified. The only violence in this episode was Johnny and Junior when they chased down Rocco. And at, during that arrest a guy gets shot in the leg um, when Johnny Boy and Junior get arrested. There's nothing nothing terribly graphic and because like Johnny Boy and Junior they're kind of parodies of 60s gangsters, kind of cartoon like. There's nothing like there's nothing too bad about this to me. It's just it's kind of it's almost a little bit silly. Um so n- nothing too bad of the violence here. And the only gruesome thing, uh, in this episode was having to grow up with Olivia as a mother, poking you know, threatening to poke your eye out with a fork, uh sm- you know, threatening to smother you. There is no joy in Newark. <music> All right, now it's time for a look at a little of the episode uh menu. Um, yeah, early on. In the episode, we see him having Sunday dinner all around the table—meatballs, sausage, having pasta around the table. Of course, there's uh, the sacramental wine even earlier in the episode, where uh, AJ and his friends are drinking it at school, and one of his friends throws up all over the gym teacher's shoes. Uh, kind of calls back as the second time in a couple episodes where a character is throwing up um, something holy, and one the first time was the freeze throwing up. Um, the communion that he drank and the wine that he drank with, um, with Carmela and now we have this kid throwing up and of course this kid gets in trouble Father Phil gets off scot-free even though I think it's a sin um, Tony's talking about clams and oysters and how his father taught him to eat them up and put Worcestershire sauce on them go down there Arthur Avenue in the Bronx man you can still do it down there they, they get the fresh clams in the summer they shuck them right there for you, you put Tabasco the on them lemon Worcestershire sauce you get just like Tony and his father When they're having the uh, parental conversation in the Bing, Um, uh, Silvio brings out the espresso and the Zambuca, not the first time, but the last time. Tony mentions uh, Sunday dinner when he's growing up, talking about cooking the meat for the gravy. Uh, His mother is doing it. um, um, And the day that he found out kind of that his father wasn't like other fathers, as he says, and he calls it the red lead. And why is it called the red lead? Sometimes that shit just goes right through you, man. <laughs> Listen, uh, I mean, not me personally, but I do have cousins who, after Sunday dinner, they make a fucking beeline for the picharou. Um the red Land, of course, pork bones and veal. Everybody has their own recipes. And then we mentioned it earlier. Uh, Johnny Boy on his way home stopped at Nastos, which I looked up. Is this the is an old Nastos, old world dessert since 1939 in Newark, um, and he picked up some cherry vanilla. Uh, and that was their, I guess, celebration for him getting out of jail. Uh, the top quotes of the episode. Not This is not a great episode for quotes. Um, the first one, number, number five. This is an important one to the episode. Uh, Livia, at that dinner, says, well, you only remember what you want to remember. And that, of course, applies to both of Tony and Livia. They've only really remember what they want to remember and tony spends the whole rest of the episode figuring out some things he's forgotten and livia gets reminded at the end although she doesn't really agree with tony about uh the whole thing with rocco um so that's important to the episode and so is the fourth one uh have you been listening this is tony to Melfi. have you been listening to what i've been saying kids don't confront in my family it's just not something that uh you know, everything just was what it was. You know, they, they, this is the first time. Tony's probably the first generation that's even thinking about opening up about this kind of stuff. And he's doing it with Melfi. And, well, a lot of good it did. Because as soon as Livia finds out, of course, she makes it about her. And she's pissed off about him going to his doctor to confront, indirectly, to confront, uh, conf- confront Livia. Number three. This we get into some of the comedy here. Finally. Uh, Uncle Junior to A.J. at the dinner table. I bet the gym teacher sh- shit a brick when your little friend puked on his boots, huh, Anthony? Tony didn't like that too much. He did. <laughs> Tony isn't like, you know, you have this, these uh, older people at the table that are making light of A.J.'s uh, bad decisions and just boys being boys. Meanwhile, you know, kind of making it harder. Not that Tony's doing a great job disciplining them, but they're making it harder on him from the get-go. I loved Livia's line towards the end here when uh, Junior and Tony are both that. Green Grove meeting her and Tony says they should get up sometime uh, and see a ball game or something like that. And Olivia says, well, Junior's very busy these days with his headaches. He's very just sly. It's just like, just a snake in the grass at Olivia. And uh, number one, which uh, this is probably the one that I use the most in everyday life. Um, I'm not sure how, but I know, I know I've said this a bunch of times. When uh, Tony and Carmella are with the doctor from school. Uh, and they're saying that he might have a problem because he fidgets. And Tony says, "All oh, kids fidget. And then uh, the line is, what constitutes what constitutes a fidget? <laughs> it's a good question, man. Like, how the fuck does a doctor sit there and say, oh, well, he's, he's picking at his nail or he's scratching his head or something. That's a fidget. Like, who the fuck knows? And the MVP, the most valuable paisan of this episode... It's so funny because picking these uh, most valuable players, uh, MVPs, most valuable fights on, it's tough because everybody comes off so bad <laughs> in these episodes sometimes. Um, but I think this one is pretty easy. It goes to Olivia. She falls in this information. And she knows she's got something on Tony. She teases him with it, and this is her episode. So she's standing she, – she's got this ammunition. She's just waiting to use it and drop it however she wants. And uh, we know that it's going to be ugly when um, – she unleashes her knowledge in the world. Um, Livia never loses an episode, really. Right? She either She's always neutral. ever beats Livia. So, that's it for uh, episode 7 of The Sopranos. Uh, season 1, winding down already. Here we go. Looking forward to finishing this up. I'm dying to get a week where I get two of these done in a week. Hopefully this is that week. We'll see. Um, I apologize earlier. If you heard between... Um, the violence and the gruesome versus glorified, and the dinner thing. There might be a little bit of a stutter step. Um, somebody came in. I'm in the library recording as I did last week, and somebody's came in to check his messages. I, he saw me. looked like It looks like I'm on the phone talking right now. and The guy just came in here, had no problem standing here, didn't say a fucking word to me. listened to his messages and was on his way. So uh, even with uh, a mama look like that, we're gonna we're gonna truck right on and. Uh, bang out these untouchables episodes so stay tuned for episode eight coming as soon as i can thank you so much for listening have a great fucking day and don't take any shit from anybody i'll talk to you soon here from the 22 take care